Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast, where we discuss topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Black Mike, on the mic. We got Big Stir up top. You already know what it is. Make sure you like and subscribe. Ring the notification bell on YouTube. Give us five stars and leave a comment on any audio platform you may be listening to. So, so, hey, we are back, baby. Big news, big news. I don't think it gets any more American than Super Bowl Sunday. We get Kanye's new album. Well, Kanye might not be the epitome of of patriotism right now, but like... He might be in some people's eyes. But, I mean, he's, he's showing that patriotism doesn't even really exist in the United States because everyone claims they hate him, yet he's number one every single country right now, breaking records. It's, it's insane. It is insane, but, you know, Sterling, how was your weekend? What did you do for the Super Bowl? You do anything fun, man? How was going on? Nah, bro, being uh, <laughs> this, it's actually low key depressing. It's not, <laughs> not in a, not, like not in like a not like in a. I guess you can't. I mean, some people can see it in a bad way. I guess you can see it in a bad way also as like a positive. But um, yeah. So um, what did I do this week? Oh yeah. So this weekend, um, went out with some friends on Friday night. I believe it was, and just like went out with them, um. Went out with my black friends, by the way. Let me, let me mention that. Went out with my black friends. You guys probably think I just got a bunch of white friends and people that aren't, like, or quote unquote. Well, they definitely people. think you got a bunch of white friends now that you feel the need to specify that you went out with black friends. Hey, like, you <laughs> given the background on who I am, so it doesn't necessarily need to be, like, expressed again. But also, way, if yeah. you didn't know he had white friends, just look at this nice ass fucking apartment he's in with a bunch of fucking dogs. Like, that's how you know this nigga ain't been around. Nah, bro, I'm <laughs> this nigga's not weeks. around niggas on a daily basis, bro. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we went out. We went out on Friday night. Um, I, you know how I was hanging out with my brothers because uh, we were drinking Hennessy for the pregame. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, dude. So went out, and we went to some more uh, – some. Spots that I've never been to before. I've heard of them because I saw them on like the, there's an Instagram account that highlights them and stuff like that when they opened up like a year or two ago and went there and it was, uh, I regret it. I'm going to be honest. I regret, <laughs> it. I regret it. Like I went and spent, I didn't spend that much money. Uh, I didn't, I didn't stay out that long. I, I probably spent like a hundred maybe. Uh, maybe a little under a hundred, like including the Ubers and whatnot, and uh, got got back to the apartment around like one thirty, and then my my roommate and his girlfriend and her roommate were chilling with like the guy, the guy she's talking to, like the guy that her roommate's talking to, and two of her friends. One of the guys being gay, and the other girl just like a random girl. And we like came back, played pool for a little bit, and then they they had Korean barbecue at the house, so they we cooked up Korean bar. Dude, I was feeling so good. Hey, if y'all if y'all want to know one thing about me, I love some beef bulgogi. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, hey, that's what we gotta do next time you kind of show. We're gonna get some Korean barbecue, bro. It's gonna be dash. You're gonna love it. You're gonna be like, damn, I'm gonna be fat as hell after this for sure <laughs> because that is all you can eat. That's how that shit works. And it was good, dude. And then I woke up next morning crazy. Woke up to like. Uh, my roommate's girlfriend's friend, the gay guy, slept on the couch. So the reason I mention this is that's that's why I mentioned that he was gay. 
sitting on the couch that night. I guess I blacked out because we were up kind of late and we were back in my apartment. And I, I remember going to my bed, but then I woke up on the couch, like parallel to him. Like, so like he's on this or like perpendicular. So he's like this way. Yeah. And then I'm like side on this, like this way. Um, it's L shaped couch. And I wake up fully clothed, like, and my and my belt is like halfway undone. I'm like, did I? Just <laughs> <get that?" laughs> You're setting this story like, up wild, bro. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like, I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, and Ed was like, bro, like you went to the bathroom and you literally came out here and just late, like passed out. And I was like, <laughs> like all right, Ben, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, and I and I know my and I know myself well enough. Like I do dumb like dumb stuff when I'm uh, when I'm blackout or when I like blackout. But I was like. Bro, it's probably because it's like I've been sleeping on the couch like a, uh, recently because I'm in the transition between a new job and I haven't been having to work. So I've just been like chilling, watching Netflix on the couch and like napping and sleeping on it. So I think that is like subconsciously what my brain was telling me. It was like, oh, like you're going to go back to a living room. Yeah. Yeah, I woke up, hung over, and then I walked over. We had a breakfast tacos thing in the, my apartment. Matt, dude, thank God. I just got there in time. They were packing it up. Hash browns, bacon, egg cheese and i was farting like a motherfucker the whole day just like that i mean dude i took two showers to try to like wash my ass thinking it was gonna make it yeah, your farts starting to smell like your dad's like old farts like you remember yeah remember when your dad used to fart in the car back in the day and that shit used to yeah. smell like fucking rotten eggs bro i feel yeah. like i'm getting old as hell now that my farts be i like be sniffing them shits and like Oh, damn, getting PTSD flashbacks and yeah. shit. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, either way, yeah, and then Sunday, man, uh, watch the Super Bowl alone. That is the first time in my entire – I think I even texted you that. That's the first time in, I think, my entire life, my 26-year-old twenty six year old life now that I've watched Super Bowl alone. It was, I mean, granted, it's weird, definitely for sure, but watch a great game, uh, you know, had some drinks, had, made some salmon and some – some uh, mashed potatoes, you know, specialty, and uh, went to bed. We may got home like 12.30 a.m., I think, uh, from uh, Lunar New Year. And, uh, yeah, that was it, man. I'm sorry that was a long recap for the folks, but it was an interesting weekend, for to say the least. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I spent my weekend, you know, uh, well, at least not my weekend. I'll say my Super Bowl Sunday with uh, white friends, so the opposite of uh, – <laughs> <laughs> what Sterling did. And, um, you know, the fact that they were white became very prevalent when the halftime show came on because, and I'll, and I'll get to it once we start talking about the halftime show, but they, that's when it was really clear that it was like, okay, I'm in a room of white people. But no, it was it was a great time. Um, Watch the Super Bowl. Super Bowl was awesome. Good game. Started off slow, but it was, it was a great game. Uh, there's some yeah. good food and whatnot. Some good people met some new people, so... It was definitely a good time, solid weekend, but we will go ahead and roll into the show, but before we get into the Super Bowl and the halftime show, one man that trumps all news anytime he steps out and drops some music is the king himself, still king, anti-Semitic, and he's still king. He lets you know that. Uh, Kanye fucking West, man. Kanye West and Ty Dolla Sign dropped the long-anticipated collab album Vultures Volume 1, which has now broke the record for the most, it's been number one in the most countries by any collab album. 
um, since Drake's her loss. So it is tied with Drake her loss, and Kanye himself, as a solo artist, has broken the record of being number one in every country, breaking, um, I believe it was either Drake or Taylor Swift's record. But so he's coming out and he's breaking records, and you know. He dropped this a day late, and for all you Spotify people, it was probably two days late because, you know, y'all want to be different. Y'all think, y'all swear that Spotify recap is fucking fire, but guess what? You know, Kanye let y'all know, big boy, this big boy city over here, we do big business. Apple Music, big, big business, you know, so all you Spotify people, I know you're just now getting in tune with the, with the album. You're just now listening to it. You might be getting towards the bottom. So I'm going to do a recap, and we're, we're going to get into it to make sure, you know, you have a chance to hear it like us Apple Music folks. But to get off my first initial reaction, my first initial thoughts on this album, I had a, I had a lot of thoughts, to be honest, right? So... Let me start this by saying, I don't think this is a perfect album. There's clearly flaws on this album, but there's a lot of high points to it as well. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a cool album. And one thing I've noticed about Kanye, it doesn't really seem like he's focused on making, you know, songs that kind of like gravitate through radio and everything like that. That doesn't seem like that's his M.O. anymore. He's really making concepts. And, you know, these crazy uh, beats and these sonic sounds that we haven't heard before, which is one thing about Kanye that you always get. He always, nothing ever sounds like a Kanye album. Like, he's always doing something different. It always sounds completely out there um, in accordance to anything else that's out there. You know, the only person that can really kind of put in that, at, in that atmosphere, in that stratosphere of who's making, like, different kind of music is Travis Scott, I would say. Like, Travis Scott always has a new sound yeah. that doesn't sound like anything else. But um, there's some high points on this album, for sure. I like the intro, Stars, is amazing. That's, that's a great way to start the album off. Um, yeah. Do It is really cool. This is how you do a sample, people. When you're taking up old samples, look at Kanye. He doesn't rip it off on some cheesy bullshit. He does it really cool. Obviously, people love Fuck Some, Carnival's a Beast, Beg Forgiveness, God. Chris Brown and Kanye, when they get together, bro, that shit is crazy. Beg Forgiveness is probably one of my favorite tracks on this album. Like, that shit's so much fun to sing Chris Brown's song. Beg Forgiveness of me. <laughs> I love that shit, bro. And then yeah. Problematic with Freddie Gibbs. Um, yeah. Featuring Freddie Gibbs, that song is crazy. Con that's some of the best bars that I've heard Kanye spit in a hot minute, and it was you know it was kind of taking a throwback there, and he was really just really just letting you have it. So I mean, I thought the album was overall, I thought I thought it was a good album, and I, I'm excited that it's finally in our phones. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of there was a ton of anticipation, like obviously leading up to uh, Vultures Volume One. We know that obviously. Um, Kanye's a, a creative and at heart and is obviously going to be able to, to put out a ton of music. Granted, I mean, it's not too long ago since we saw of the album in Donda, who, which also had, pro we'll probably say the most like hyped up album in a long time. After, oh, yeah. Up to that, up to that point, obviously. 
Travis Scott's Utopia, and then uh, for all the dogs had you know their hype as well. But the way that Kanye was hyping it up, doing um, mini concerts and leaks and intros, and I mean like super super insane. But obviously with Vultures one, yeah, just initial thoughts as well. Like obviously um, I do agree with you. I think it starts with a really good way to start the album. Um, I'm not um, a massive. I don't know. It's hard for me to say because like. It's all about moods, right? It all, it's all about your mood when you come in to listen to an artist, regardless of whatever type of artist they are, what type of album it's supposed to be. Like, if you're coming in like, oh, I want bangers, or banger after banger after banger, or I want artistry, or I want collectiveness, I think Kanye's ability to give you all three of those things on an album, it, like you said, it is a mood-based type of thing, but I think it ple- uh, pays to recognize he can basically get you in whatever mood you want, right? And I found, like, personally, Carnival was, I mean, I think that's one of the songs that's been going around a lot. Yeah. People have been, you know, harping on. I love it. I think it'd be a shame to say nobody else does it. You don't like it or some, say if you're listening, don't like it. Listen to it a couple times. Give it a, give it a chance. Um, obviously, I'm with you. You know, I'm a big Chris Brown fan myself. Beg forgiveness went crazy. And I love, I love Paid with Future. I don't know Future. Future just has the nostalgia. He has he has a grip on me, bro. When it comes to nostalgia and just the way, like his voice and everything, yeah. it just rolls. There's an uh, speaking of that. There's an unreleased Future song that has I think Kanye and um, Ty Dolla Sign on it, and I think it's going to be on ver- uh, Volume Two. It might not be. It was a leak. I think it is called Dead. No, it's Future Little Dirt, uh, but it's a Vultures thing and it's you can find it on soundcloud but it's like a little fucked up with the bass but that shit is dumb um it's volume two comes out in like a month too i think yeah so i i hope that they remaster that on volume two and actually don't let it just be don't let it just be a leak because that shit goes hard if you haven't heard it mike i'll send it to you or like you can i think if you honestly i think i found it off of tiktok so you can probably find it that way but um and then also Another song that I, oh there it is dead I'm an idiot there's right there um, but it, I don't think it's on the album that's the thing I'm confused about no it's um, not on the album yeah it's supposed it was supposed to be and it might it have got cut there's a few that got cut I know everybody obviously that that anticipated yeah. uh, most of them are probably samples didn't get cleared in time there's a Lil Wayne yeah. feature that got cut one of my oh okay so I'm you know, I don't know you might not like this, but Travis Scott on the fuck some, I could have gone without. The original version with Quavo, to me, is so much more fire. It sounded like so much more of a club banger. And I find myself every single time where I'm that like, so I want to fuck some. Yeah, I just want to fuck some right now. Split that little G6. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, Quavo went in on it. His verse, too. Like, his, flow is really, his flow just hits super, super well for that type of stuff, too. I mean, you know how I am about Travis, and I have, like, that that personal – I don't want to say personal connection. I have no connection to Travis Scott. Him and I don't relate on really anything at all, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, and, but, yes, I, I do agree with you. I mean – in that light, I wouldn't say I wouldn't want him to be there. But no, I'm not mad. At I'm not. I'm not like, mad. At he could do less. He could do or you could have like you didn't have to take Quavo away. Like you could have kept Quavo up there. 
Honestly, if you just would have kept that little, like, I want to fuck someone to split this little G6 line in there, I'd have been happy because I find myself saying that every time I hear that song when this part comes on, I'm just like, dude, that little, that little small little addition is like mad catchy and kind of like adds a little hype to it. But one thing I noticed about this album too is this is definitely made to be listened to live. This is live performance music. Oh, hell yeah. And this shit has got people pissed. This shit has got people mad, bro. Niggas are mad as fuck at this album. And I don't know if you saw this, uh, Anthony Fantano, uh, the YouTube music critic that, you know, reviews and rates all albums for, you know, you know how we do. YouTuber gets famous, so now he's he's like a credible source of ranking albums, even though he knows no music better than anybody who's listening to this podcast right now. So he's just as much of a critic as we are. And he tends to rate rap albums really low. So I don't know why we always put these fucking white dudes on a pedestal to rate music and then they always give rap shitty fucking uh, scores. So I don't, I don't get it. But he basically said that this album was unreviewable because Kanye is such a bad person. And there's one line on this album that Kanye said, like, damn, I'm drawing a blank. I would draw a fucking blank right when I had it. Right? I don't know what the album is, but it's something about how, like, yo, fuck your opinion. Your opinion doesn't change the cost of these motherfucking tickets, which I thought was hard as fuck, bro. Do you remember what song that was on? Oh, man. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. Look at this track list. It's not on Burn, is it? Because that was one of my favorite songs. I think it's on, I think it's on, I want to say it's on Do It. It probably is, because if it's on, I don't know. Do you like that song? Do It's fire, bro. Yeah, when YG's featured on a song, there's two ways it can go, right? One of two ways, right? It's one being, like, this shit is going to be, like, honestly, I think every time YG's on a track, not unless it's his own album, like I said, featured, He's like, whoever the artist he's with is somehow throwing shots unless it's some type of R&B mixed rap type of thing. It's in a like super subliminal ways. If you go back and listen to his features and when he's with other rappers, no matter how big or small, dude, people just throw haymakers on those tracks. For no reason, because YG's not no crazy, like, I'm going to spit bars at you type of guy. Granted, like, he has obviously the, you know, iconic fuck Donald Trump song that, you know, goes crazy, but... I mean, unless you're a fan of Donald Trump, even if you are, it's still this hard. Um, but yeah, I, I I like I really like Burn, and I really like I like I, I obviously I like Fuck Some, I like Carnival. Like I mean, it just those. I mean, I am a, I'm low key like we grew up in the pop era. Like you gotta remember, like Mike and I did. Like we we both grew up in the pop era. So like when something sounds poppy or like something that could be on the radio, we're gonna be on it, you know too. But also can appreciate the artistry that comes with Kanye West because Beg for Forgiveness could it would probably be on the radio too if I listened to it. I don't know. Um But I like that that take on it could be it's more of a stadium t- or concert type of thing. And cause them tickets are going to go crazy. Bro, those tickets are gonna be stupid, go bro. And like, even even though it's gonna, gonna be they're gonna be all on football fields, but it's they're still gonna be stupid, bro. I mean, like the Drake Drake tour, and now he's on the um, what do you call it tour as well um, with J Cole. I can't remember. Oh, that, that world is. tour, that Europe tour, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. they're on that tour right now. Like 
obviously Drake's a, an icon. Like he is literally he's reached icon status. We talked about Drake a million times in this podcast. Like it, and it's never honestly going to get old because he always delivers. Um, but that being said, like this album, these songs, this just track list in and of itself was built to be in a stadium performance, built for it. Like Drake's Drake shit is like we we know how it goes, bro. We're gonna vibe to it regardless. He got us in a trance. Yeah, like. There's nothing he can do wrong. I did love the card. Like I love that Cardi's getting on the features here. I love like I don't even I don't ever understand what Cardi's saying, bro. You don't have to. That's the point. You really just be like you just be listening to the flow. Like his flows are crazy. It's like if he could really spit rhymes, then he'd be like one of the best rap. His delivery be one of the best out there because all the flows that he comes up with are just insane. Yeah. I mean, it is actually nutty because, like, I'm, like, at a point where I realize, like, what the fuck? I, re- I realize that when it comes to music now, like, it has to be big artists or bust. Or it has to be, like, that's how I, I'm at that point now where I feel like I can't, like, be at some, like, weird space or weird stage of, like, oh, like, I like the small-time artist and their album. I don't fuck with that shit, bro. I want to hear the big boys, the dogs. Fast. I want to hear the dogs. Like, like it's cool finding like a small artist from time to time, but it's like, bro, like, why ain't your shit like breaking mainstream? <laughs> exactly. Like, like I, I think I think I might have talked about it on the last pod, but like, there's a song that uh, Kaisen that could be started talking about R and B that Kaisen that listened to on the stream, and you know Kaisen that's obviously one of the biggest streamers in the world. Yeah, and. Uh, he it was his R and B song. This kid, I never heard of the kid, but it's a fire song. I fuck with it. I listen to it on almost a daily basis now. It feels like, um, and it's just because of that influence. But the thing is, is, like now, like in FYI, if you aren't paying big streamers to to react to your albums live, you're dumb. If like if you can afford to, and even like somebody like uh, I, and, I, and I know this is a weird segue, but but like Kai was talking about how artists and labels will pay him to react to their albums like yeah. from their artists and he's like I don't even take the money because I don't want I don't want them to think like that's gonna buy my like kindness on how I'm gonna view the album. Oh he done this I'm, I'm taking that money and shitting on it. <laughs> but, but he was saying he was basically saying like I know if I do not give them good good critics or good uh, feedback it's not going to do as well because of the type of influence that I have at the top, like right now. And he's like, that could be ultimately detrimental to me in the long run. So, I mean, granted, he just got a Nike deal. So I don't think he's worried about anything right now. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Either way. We, yeah, we a streamer got a Nike deal, bro. Your favorite yeah. fucking basketball player is still trying to get his fucking Nike yeah, deal. <laughs> like, I mean, let's be real here. Like, it's not at we're at a point now where that's the type of influence you need. So like FYI, if you like if you're up up and coming artist or like you're a middle tier artist where you want to get more um uh exposure, dude, if you can like shout out to these guys and get in touch with them, like they'll hear you out, they'll listen to your shit. Like, but I mean some of them come at a call, some of them don't. And like I, I imagine there has to be some level of credibility there too like I, I doubt that they're just taking bags to listen to any random person's music like there's got to be some buzz generated around it 
So, you know, their fans are even interested in the reaction itself, right? Yeah. Like, but, um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is a, I think it's a good album. It's crazy to think that he has so, like, those songs that you were talking about that didn't make the cut. Imagine if they were on the track list, like how many, like, notable songs they would be on this. But, I mean, there's three volumes of this. So we're gonna yeah. we have two more albums that we're gonna get one more um, supposedly in a month. We'll see how that works out. You know how it goes. We got we might as well be happy that we got one out right now. But it's crazy to think that we potentially might have another one out in a month. Plus all the other albums that are coming out this year. Like this could be 2024. Could this be the new 2016? I don't, I don't know. This, I might, know, this might be up there. I don't know. And it, it'll be low-key carried by literally two, maybe three people being Kanye, um, J. Cole, I believe, and then uh, Cardi. I, I mean, that, yeah, yeah. that could, that well, could we're be... Getting, we're game. getting Carter Six. Oh, yeah, and Lil Wayne. Sorry. And, and um, he said he wants to... Um, he said he wants the New Orleans halftime show next year. Yeah, yeah I said that. So he said he's got to bring his his plan is to bring it with his next album. So there's no way they could tell him no. So all I'm saying is, if you got Wayne hungry like that, that Carter Six boys, best believe we're gonna review it. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, I mean, and and if I come out and shit on it, and Michael, and somehow Mike is like upset, like don't be don't be mad at me. I'm sure it won't be bad. Yeah, if he um, comes out and shit on it, somehow you never see it because it got cut out for the podcast. This is a thirty minute block, just randomly. Yeah. <laughs> like so, still, what do you think? It's like oh, on to the next topic. <laughs> I think that like right now, what realistically, like, and this is just an advice for I like I said, anybody up and coming, not even up and coming, just any artist right now. Especially if you're not like if you lost some of that mainstream media, because Lil Wayne has lost some of that mainstream influence that he did have. It just is what it is. But it's not to say that not every like everybody's not gonna go and listen to it. Um, it's like bring in features that are with people that are like not up and up, but like people that are like other people want to listen to as well on top of you. So it brings in more interest to your to your music and your albums because people like unfortunately people like say they love albums but i feel like a lot of people don't because they don't understand what goes behind and what goes into an album like the type of time the production because even on this like on the volume one vultures like i could tell even some of the production on that and like granted the production was good but like i could tell some of it was a little off where they what they didn't want it to be like yeah. and from what my my understanding sounds no, like for sure. i know I know sometimes Kanye does that with his newer music. He makes songs like Scratchier and stuff like that. But there's some songs where I'm like, that's not supposed to be there. Like that type of like audio uh, frequency that I'm hearing right now is not supposed to be what I'm And it really about. wasn't um, the mastering. It really wasn't that loud. I don't know about you, but like in my headphones, in my car, like it's not as loud as I would like it to be. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, but yeah, the same master- shit with like Drake's album, same shit. Yeah, it's but the like, thing with Kanye is out. like that's gonna get fixed over time. This what we have in our phones will is likely to change. I think there are uh, there's like a Kendrick feature that he's supposedly thinking about uh, putting in one of the songs. So that's that's one of the crazy things about what he's doing. He he's like creating live art, right? So like it's mm-hmm. constantly changing. Uh, he's gonna remix these songs, and then they're just gonna we're gonna wake up one day and play it, and you'll notice something slightly different about it, which is cool. 
Um, but also, like, if you if you buy it or you download the songs, then you get to keep the original version. <laughs> um, that won't change. So I mean, I like it. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, but you get those. Situ- but you also get those situations where on fuck some, I really prefer Quavo on that song, and now he's no longer on the song. So um, it's cool. It's a preference. Obviously, you get to see where Kanye, like, where his preference lies in the music that he's creating. So. I do fuck with how he changes it. It's a live art perspective. But mm-hmm. one one thing that I did also think about Kanye that this made me think about is we always credit Taylor Swift, right, and um, Beyonce as the closest to Michael Jackson. But if we really want to, like, dive into it, could Taylor Swift or Beyonce say as much fucked up shit and, you know, dogpile their career as many times as Kanye has and still end up on top like him. Like, imagine if Kanye was just this clean-cut boy making the same same music that he has now, but he's like a darling in the United... Imagine how big he would be. Like, he, he's breaking records and people swear that they hate him. I'm like, all right, I see on my Twitter... That y'all hate him and that y'all are mad at him. Who is it that hates him? Because it's not showing up on his. This album is projected to do 140,000 uh, first week. This is with a day late. Spotify got it another day late after that. It was not being promoted. I don't know how Spotify, what it looked like on Spotify's dashboard, but at least on Apple Music, it was not promoted on like the main music page for browsing. Like, there was nothing up there for it showing it at all. Um, and also, like, they were doing some funny business with the charts. They actually deleted the album for, like, a split second, too. So he's kind of getting blackballed and still doing 140000 first week with all of that I just mentioned. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm, I'm just, like, I don't know. It's weird because, like, obviously we know Kanye has, has had a streak of, obviously, the anti-Semitic stuff, which is... We do not condone that ever. Um, but in that same vein, like he's somehow still like controlling the game with all the negative, uh, you know, connotation of his name right now. And it is true. Like if Beyonce or like Taylor did the same thing, like they're not, they, women are like primarily, primary followers of them. So they're a little bit more, and that, this is just biology. I'm not being on some weird, like, you know, alpha male type, you know, podcast type thing. Like, they're a little bit more emotional and more willing to react based on their emotions. Um, and that being said, there is definitely a big effect that could happen to them if that was the case. But obviously they wouldn't do that because they understand their their crowd is who they are. I'm going to say what Sterling won't say. Women aren't loyal and would, are two-faced and the moment that Taylor Swift or Beyonce did anything slightly fucked up, they would turn on them and their careers would be in the fucking gutter. And us dudes, as long as you drop good music, it trumps all. Like we've said this on this pod plenty of times. You can do whatever you want in this world, no matter how fucked up that shit is, as long as you drop new music, you're good. I swear to God, if R. Kelly had another classic in the tuck, 
when he was going through his trial, if he just had one he was sitting in on the vault on the flash drive and he put that on DSP during his trial, that nigga would be out and about roaming the streets right now. I, I put that on money, bro. I put that the on jury, money. The jury would have been like, ah, oh, yeah, we body, bro. Like, you good. Let's, can we listen to the album real quick? Yeah, bro. He, if he had another I Believe I Can Fly or Step in the Name of Love Just Chillin', bro, there ain't no way we would have let that nigga go to prison. I'm just telling you. I mean, it's facts, bro. We need the new music, but I will say, man, it, it's an impressive album. I will say the least. If I had to give it a score off, off of first listen, like, because I haven't listened to it a ton of time. I've listened, re-listened to songs, but I haven't re-listened to the album the way that I typically do with most albums uh, about two or three times, um, typically before I feel comfortable. But if I had to just off of, off of, off the cuff, but like a seven, eight, um, just because I wanted other songs up there that weren't up there, and then like you have some feelings that there's some songs that you wanted ex- like Qu- the Quavo instead of Travis like would have wanted that there that type of thing. But overall, I think you know Kanye is a master at, at his craft, and he does exactly what he's supposed to do when it comes to delivering. And I can't remember how I rated the you know Utopia or um, Drake's. I need to start taking notes in the files. Um, in the dock and like be having these marks. I, I but, can tell you that Drake and Utopias were definitely higher than seven to eight. Yeah. I would give it a seven eight, and people are like, oh, you're gonna give it an eight. Well, the thing is, like, I would give it an eight something, but at the same time, like, I feel there was just some things that were missing that I wanted, and that's okay. Like, he's got multiple volumes coming out. Like, he's not expecting us to love every single volume. Like, full. This is a ten out of ten. So. Well, he might, but it's just not realistic. <laughs> I mean, Kanye is a psychotic, crazy dude. And then, like I said, I, I think, yes, narcissist. I think right now the fa- my favorite song is is probably Basic, but Fuck Some, and then probably uh, goes to, like, Carnival. Or, sorry, Burn. I really like Burn a lot. Burn is I think, he, I, think, I think, I don't know if it's that song or another song. He says something about, because there's, it's funny, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting off track, but, like, there's a clip, right, like, where Kanye, like, or Kim's talking about Kanye. Kanye loves taking the kids to school because he can't, like, he's not living with her, obviously. They divorced, all that other stuff. And he brings, like, a fire truck. And so then there's a, there's a video of, like, Kanye talking about, like, oh, he wants to, like, North wanted to show Kanye something. Obviously, that's her dad. She just really wanted to show him something in her room. Like, I guess she made or something like that. And he couldn't go in because I guess – Kim had another dude in there. And then on, I don't know if it was Burn or it was another song, he had mentioned, like, can't even come into that, like, some, something, like, directly according to that. And I was like, damn, this dude is never going to let this go, which I respect because, like, at the end of the day, I mean, like, they're both, they're both really weird, fucked up people. But, like, I mean, you can't even come in the house to see your own kid because another nigga you fucking is in the house. I'm going to say it, man. I think Kanye's better off. I, I'm taking Bianca over Kim Kardashian any day of the week. Yeah, uh, uh, Kim's got all the baggage, literally and figurative. Not anymore with the with the physical baggage. <laughs> baggage um, she's got all the baggage with her. And then Bianca like, just seems like she ain't got no like. She just seems like she's you know goes with the flow. Don't really. She always got the album cover. Yeah, that's, that's her. Else. That's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's better. Uh, especially right there. Yeah, no. So if I had to rate this album, and you know, um, I'm kind of right there with you, Sterling. Actually, I think I have a little bit lower than you do. I'd probably put it at like seven four, to, if I'm being honest. And 
for the same reason that you kind of spoke to, there are like super high highs for me. Like there's songs that I go to, but as an album's perspective, I don't really just let it run through. Um, right now I haven't at least, but with Kanye's albums, they're known to grow on people over time too. So I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of has the same effect as like the life of Pablo. That wasn't a super smash right out the gate, but that was known as one of his most essential albums that he's ever put out. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like that, but, um, I thought there were some good highs. I thought there were some cool, like, very creative new sounds that he put up there. Like Sterling, there were some uh, songs that I was really looking forward to that I um, hope is on the next volume or the volume after that. Because uh, I think there's some highlights that he still left off this project, which is probably strategically smart for yeah, him to do. Yeah, to keep some hits on the next few that, you know, we're all anticipating as well. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, but he was talking to shit. I think my favorite part about this album is that he was talking to shit. He was like, he got to everything people were, you know, speaking on his behalf about. He even spoke on the whole like um, public blowjob thing. He was, he was saying like, Bianca's gonna suck me up. And then like the music kind of went down. And he was like, publicly. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's hard. Cause you know, the whole boat incident. So yeah, I'm gonna that give it a seven four. Um, Favorite tracks on the album is probably Beg Forgiveness, uh, Problematic, and Do It. Those are probably my three favorites. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait to see what he brings out next. Obviously, you know, a master, like I've mentioned already, a master to his craft. And to speak on Kanye, obviously he's had some even more controversy with Bianca in terms of the risque photos and all this stuff. They got the cold shoulder from Leonardo DiCaprio and other celebrities at the Super Bowl, which... I want to speak on that before we even get in the Super Bowl. Y'all really, y'all don't realize, I know all y'all were at Epstein's Island, bro. Like, don't act like y'all ain't fucked up. <laughs> like, right. I know all, right. like, like, the list is going to come out even more and more, and y'all all about, oh, damn, like, we can't even hate on him. Like, he may be anti-Semitic, but, like, he wasn't there. Hey, Kanye ain't going to be on that list. Oh, I mean, he wasn't there then. Oh, this guy had frequent, frequented Epstein Island t- 10 or a thousand times in his time he was there for consecutive days for at least this amount of time can't wait for that coming out obviously love leo love you know a lot of celebrities that were there i i enjoy what they do and their their contribution to society but y'all need to grow the fuck up uh, <laughs> let's move on in that same vein we're talking about super bowl obviously um we haven't i would say we have a new super bowl champion um we have the same champion as last year. The Kansas City Chiefs win 25-22 in overtime on a holding play or, a call, or on multiple holding calls that should have been called. Um, but, yeah, um, 49ers lost 22-25 to the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes solidifies himself as a first ballot Hall of Famer if he hadn't already and is trending in the direction of, quote-unquote, the GOAT, trying to catch Brady. That's, they might as well make a freaking docu-series about that, to be frank. It might go crazy. That's a great idea. If I had the money in production, I'd do it. Um, but let us let me start with one thing and one thing first. All right. Actually, not one thing. A couple things. We so, don't get into it know, at all, so it's all good. Let's, yeah. let's do it. So I, I, I'm texting Mike before the game and kind of during it a little bit. And I remember at the beginning of the game, before the game, you know, like, or right at the top of the game, Mike was like, CMC's got to have a crazy day. Like, <laughs> you know, he's got to go crazy, blah, 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 blah. 
And I, we were just talking like that, saying like, yeah. And then I'm seeing, you know, as the game goes on, I'm like, damn, like, especially the first drive, I'm like, damn, like, CMC's talk about business. He did not leave the Carolina Panthers and get traded for no reason not to come here and win a Super Bowl, you know, um, with the Monstars, obviously, and Brock Purdy. Um, and I was watching the game, and Tony Romo, I was telling my dad when him and I talked yesterday afternoon um, over the phone for probably like 30 minutes, mostly about the Super Bowl, about some other stuff too, but uh, mostly about the Super Bowl. He was like, I was telling him, I, like, I agree with Tony Romo a ton dur- during that. Uh, broadcast because usually he's stroking off Patrick Mahomes. He still did that, of course. Um, but that being said, he was like Mike Shanahan, like they have, were having success with the run while they're like kind of pounding the ball down the field at the time. And he said, Mike Shanahan needs to stay with this. He's got to remember, like, he's not Kyle. trying to have a catastrophe. Say what? Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Mike's, sorry. Mike's dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I said this the other day, I think, when I was telling my dad, too. But Kyle Shanahan knows better to not, like, pound the football when you're having progress on the ground, especially after the comeback he had that happened to him with the Patriots at the Falcons. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching the game. I'm like, damn, like, CMC, like, Brock Purdy seems comfortable, like, vibing, because, like, there's obviously they can't say – Christian McCaffrey's getting four to five yards a run. I mean, a run. Easy too, like not even like he's getting contact. He's getting touched at the on the fourth yard of the five yard run, um, and t- throughout the game they progressively stopped giving him the football. Like stop, just stop. They're like, no, no handoffs, no pitches. He's the leading rusher in the NFL. Well, his bum ass fumbled the ball. Well, he fumbled. No. He did fumble, and granted, and then, and then what do you call it? The defense comes back and plays great defense and holds them to nothing and gets the yeah. ball right back. Yeah. Like, they did their – the defense came out. They said, we got to answer and make sure they don't get points up on the board. That's what they did. You had the Kansas City Chiefs at halftime with what? Three points? Yeah, I think it was 10-3, right? Yeah, 10-3 at halftime. You've held Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL – or and or the best cornerback in the NFL to three points in the first half. He did not put a ball in the end zone. They barely got it through the uprights because the dude kicked a fifty-seven yard field goal. Yeah, I mean, you had you were in the driver's seat. And everybody knew it. Like Patrick Mahomes, you could tell he was. I think Mike even texted me like uh, Patrick Mahomes was rattled because he was. Joey Bosa and Chase Young were doing a great job with lane integrity. Man, they were doing. I mean, they were holding him right, just sucking him in. Um, and they did an amazing job. Then, obviously, the Chiefs' tackles started to hold, and they weren't calling it. So, you know, that is what it is. I'm going just, I'm to just say how it is. Like, I saw on um, – I said it the last week when they played the freaking Ravens. It's the same thing. They don't call the holding calls on the Chiefs, which is okay. Whatever. I get it. Like, it's Patrick Holmes. you got a script you guys got to follow. And if the NFL ain't scripted, why is this man standing around the football and t- having the, the puff get the, mu- the punk get muffed? <laughs> what? Tell me, tell me how that makes sense. How often does that happen? Never. It's the NFL. Like when the when you li- are literally running, he can see this dude can literally almost see the the the, the punt returner going like this, yelling Peter. 
And like Tony Romo was giving some insights saying Peter means just get away. Like everybody run, like get get the hell away. Like don't touch the football. And then they're mad. And then they're like, oh, and this kid was a rookie. I feel bad for him. He's probably gonna get cut, like probably gonna get cut somewhere somehow. Uh, actually, he can't unless he was like a late round draft pick. But my thoughts on it are that moment right there changed the entire trajectory of the game. The entire trajectory. The two things. One, stop giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey, which Kyle Shanahan loved not doing. Thinking Brock Purdy, trying to show that Brock Purdy's a great quarterback. Nobody gives a fuck if he's a great quarterback or not. Nobody gives a fuck. He's not that good. Like, he has the Monstars and CMC. Or CMC is part of the Monstars. Stop giving him football. Two, muffle punt and give Patrick Mahomes the ball at the 22-yard line. Yeah, all right. He's not going to put points up on the board. Come on, dude. Like, I only want to play with one thing, dude. They have no they have no reason winning that football game. I only walked away with that game with one thing. That was a nice little monologue, little soliloquy you gave right there. But you could have summed it up with one thing, and that is Patrick Mahomes is the motherfucking dude. <laughs> as much as as much as we hate to say it, as much as uh, you know, he might be he's probably He's probably like top three most hated quarterback. I will put Dak Prescott as number one because y'all sure as hell talks about him like he's like y'all fucking hate this nigga. But. He's a Cowboys quarterback, man. If he played for any other team, he probably wouldn't be hated. You know that. Yeah, imagine Patrick Mahomes if he was a Cowboys quarterback. The hate would be crazy. Jesus Christ, I would be on a different level, <laughs> different level of hate. Oh, uh, but Lucky's coached by Andy Reid. Yeah, and yeah, Andy Reid's extremely likable. I, I think. Yes, yeah, he's good. And he's a, and he was a former Eagles coach, and I always had a lot of respect for Andy. Um, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes is just that dude. Like, can we really like let's put it in perspective what we're watching? And so I remember like you you went for the 49ers. Everybody I was watching the game with was going for the 49ers. My dad had the Chiefs. Then I spoke to him right before I left to go watch the game. He was like, I'm switching, and I'm going to the 49ers. And I said the same saying that I said to you right before we started this pod to every single one of those folks. You never bet against Jordan. I'm like, would you bet against Michael Jordan in the prime of his career? Would you do it? No, you you probably did. But, like, if you had a second chance to go back and do it again, would you bet against him? No. Well, let me tell you, motherfucker, this is about the closest thing to Jordan that we've seen in football. Like, this start to a career, and I, um, it was on First Things First, Nick Wright brought this up, and it's actually insane. This is the greatest start to a sports career. Well, it's by far the greatest start to a football sports career we've ever seen. And it's yep. top three greatest start to any sports career. And guess who he's being compared to that he didn't beat out? Bill Russell. So we understand what Bill Russell, his first seven years, he won seven championships. And he had four MVPs. But we understand, like, what kind of league that was back then. And it's not the same. He was busting down on white niggas, bro. He was busting that's, down. That's, that's all it was. Um, and then Wayne Gretzky had two championships and seven MVPs in his first seven years. It was fucking nuts. <laughs> That's fucking stupid, bro. Oh, my God. Hockey is a different world, bro. That's wild. And so Patrick Mahomes, he has 
three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, two league MVPs. In seven years, he has what? Um, he's been to the AFC Championship game. Every year he's been a starter. This is unprecedented. Like, what we're seeing is just absolutely unfathomable right now. Like, I think we're really dumb to what's going on. But this is crazy. And the crazy thing about, about it is, like, they show the start to Brady's career versus uh, Patrick. And it's very similar as far as our hardware accolades. But mm-hmm. statistically speaking, Patrick Mahomes blows Brady out the water. But hardware, I think he has, like, one more Super Bowl MVP. They got uh, – and they have the same amount of Super Bowls. But it's crazy – but the thing about Brady is right after this run for Brady, he went a decade without getting another one, right? And then, like, and then he started a whole other dynasty after that, which is why we look at Brady as a GOAT. Can you sit here on the screen and tell me that you think Patrick Mahomes is going to go a decade without getting another one? I can't even – I, I couldn't picture him going a decade and not getting him at least two. Two, three, who's going to beat him? Like Lamar can if he fucking ran the ball like a real ass nigga. (laughs) Hey, that's that's what me and my dad talked about too. That's what Patrick Holmes did to change the game. He literally just said, I'm going to run it. Fuck it. Like, I don't even care. Like, they got him covered down the field. They got me locked up in the pocket. The second I think that hole opens up, like, Kurt Warner, or uh, not Kurt Warner, Fred Warner is, like, not really spying because they can't spy because you can't keep too much in the box right there. And bro, he gave Fred a little shimmy and threw him off, bro. And that's that's something, bro. Fred ain't no joke. <laughs> Fred ain't no joke. I just I, I I would love to like stand in the field with Patrick and really see how quick he is. Respectfully, like some people are just good at being able to like they're great at I think it's more spatial great. awareness than anything. Yeah, he, and that's what Tony Romo kept saying. He literally kept saying, He's like, dude, he can feel everything. Like he can feel guys down the field that are, like, have a split, like, a, a, a sliver of space. Because like, one, one thing about, like, evading people and stuff like that that, like, is not so obvious, like, but people like us who play sports, we obviously know these little things, is the slightest, the slightest angle can make it almost impossible for somebody to get to you. So, like, if you yeah. see somebody coming to you and you're able to angle your body slightly in a, in football, they call it making yourself skinny, right? Like when you see somebody get through a hole and it's like, how the fuck did he get through a hole? And all he did was really kind of shift his body like this. Yeah. And he made himself skinny. And it's just that sliver of space that you just said that throws everything off. It throws the timing off for the defender. Um, it makes the defender have taken a bad angle. So it's almost impossible with the speed you're going at and the speed they're going at to change direction and catch you if you're able to do that. And I think that's what he's really good at. Yeah, I mean, I think Patrick Holmes, like, I'm not going to sit here and, like, deny, like, I mean, he's, he's great. I mean, he's done amazing things. I mean, granted, I knew when whenever that game went to overtime, that game was fucking over, especially. And these dumbass 49ers, can you ever mean they said they didn't even speak about the overtime rule? And, and then they got other – but, dude, he's explaining it on the field. Did they not listen? I'm like, damn, football players are really proven they do not have brain cells. Like he explained, the ref literally said, "We're starting a new game. Like you, both teams get a chance to possess the football. If the second, if the first team scores, 
the other team has to score a touchdown. As it's soon as the 49ers points. got a field goal, I knew it that was, was a wrap. It was over. It was over. I said, I said, Garrett, I said, the funny thing is, if they go down and kick a field goal, like, that's the best thing that's going to happen. I said, they kick a field goal. This game, this game will be over. And let me put it in the perspective for you. The 49ers had the ball for seven and a half minutes in a 15-minute overtime. Seven and a half minutes. They had the defense literally. Like, Chris Jones made a great play on the ball at one point, and Tony Romo, it made me laugh, actually. He literally said, the only reason Chris Jones made that play is because he couldn't get out of his stance. He was so tired. Like, they, the line was moving as if he was at full capacity or full speed or full strain. And they, he made the play simply because he could not get out of his stance. And the simple fact is, is that that, halftime, that overtime was dictated by the same thing I mentioned earlier. You, you gave Christian McCaffrey the ball for the first half of the field, and then you said, nah, we're not going to do it now. Screw that. Brock's going to be the guy that gives us the hero play. Who gives a fuck about Brock Purdy, dude? And you know what? The fact that they didn't, quote-unquote, know the rules, it doesn't matter. The head coach has to know the rules, bro. Like, he has to know, like, oh, the overtime rules. Okay, cool. We probably should go for it. And then taking the ball first in overtime? Why? Why would, you ever do, why would you ever do that? You know how hard it is to stop an NFL football team from going 10 yards on four plays guaranteed every single, t- every single set of downs? It's so damn hard, especially with the modern-day NFL and the, how it plays to the offensive side of the football. Like, you literally said, hey, Patrick Mahomes, look, we're going to score a field goal. You're going to start at the 25. We're going to kick the ball back off you guys. You're going to easily get down to probably the 30, 35. They did have a big – I think there was a big uh, call that had happened that got them down the field a little bit. And then they had a second and 14 and let them get a first down. What? Like, what I mean, I under like so Kyle Shanahan explained himself, and I, I I get the explanation, but it's almost like, dude, do you know who's on the other side of that fucking field? Do you know that's Patrick? Like that would be that's one thing if if it was fucking the Lions or if it was the Ravens or something yeah. like that. It's fucking Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the field. That your explanation. So. For the audience out there listening, if you wanted to know the rationale behind what the what Kyle Shanahan was thinking, he was thinking that in a scenario, in a scenario where both teams had perfect drives, he wanted the ball third. So, like Sterling explained, the rules were each team gets the possession, right? So let's say hypothetically, the 49ers went down and scored a touchdown. The Chiefs still get the ball, still get a chance to score a touchdown. If the Chiefs had the ball and they go down and they also score a touchdown, now it's final elimination. Now the 49ers get the ball, and if they score anything, that game is over. But even in that logic, it's flawed because if, let's say, the 49ers did get that touchdown and then the Chiefs went down and scored a touchdown, they had already said, well, for starters, the Chiefs had said their game plan was that they won the toss, they were defeated. They were deferring, which is what they should have yep. done. And they secondly, they said if they did if they didn't have to defer, and the 49ers uh scored a touchdown and they went down and scored a touchdown too, they were going for two to close the game out. Because if they would have gotten two, that's game over. 49ers don't get yep. the ball back. Rats. That's a wrap. So like it, it's, it's just poor. it's poor. It's poor. It's, it's poor. It's really, and, and the players were using it as excuses. They were like, they oh, I didn't know. Excuse. I'm like, nigga, that's just more of an indictment of how much y'all are fucking not worthy of this Super Bowl, bro. How the fuck not? Yeah. 
You a professional football player. I do not know the rules. That's your job. You live and breathe this. You have a family and then you have football, bro. That's all you got, brother. That is literally all you. It's been the rules for two years. Yes. And And the thing is, is I sat there and in the PAT, I literally sat there and I said, the NFL is so scripted. This motherfucker kicked that ball low as all hell and let them tip that ball. It, dude, you and I, we ain't six foot three, bro. We ain't six foot three, two hundred and fifty pounds, ripped and crazy athlete, like super freak athletics, athlete, athlete. Dude, it, we could have got up there and blocked that that kick. Yeah. Easy, easy. And I said, I can't believe this. Like this kid just kicked it like he's kicking a 60, 75 yard field goal. Well, you can tell like, the writer's strike is over because goddamn, did they script the fucking Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, that was a like, beautifully scripted Super Bowl. It was, it was beautifully scripted. And I, and I <laughs> sat there and I said, and I said to myself, I said, you know, there's Steve Wilkes called a great game for a majority of it. I mean, almost three perfect quarters. I think he life. called a, I think he called a perfect game all the way throughout. In the last drive, was just Patrick. Yeah, I think so. There was a there was a couple plays, and Tony Romo pointed it out, and I was I saw it too before the play had started. It was in overtime, or it was in the fourth quarter, one of the two. I can't remember the exact situations, but they had five deep, so they put basically all DBs and cornerbacks back. They left Fred Warner in the like basically kind of like as a middleman, like yeah, not yeah. spying, but like playing a, a middle zone. It was I think it was on the second. I think it was on the second and fourteen play. They were playing on the first down. All five of the guys, and then the, or sorry, am I counting this one? Five, one, four. So it would be ten. Sorry. Two linebackers, I'm sorry. Two linebackers, and though they had, you, losing, losing Trey Greenlaw was huge. Because uh, nobody oh, yeah, that, was, that was fucked. <laughs> yeah. That was fucked up. Dude, I saw someone tweeted like the comebacks were uh, ACL, ACL tear. Do you remember? Uh, have you ever seen the comebacks? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. So there's this uh, player. His name is uh, ACL, ACL Terry, and the coach keeps calling him ACL Terry. And anytime he, like, walked out there, I think he slipped on a sunflower seed, and his whole leg, like, fucking <laughs> snapped. And they were like, this is Drake Greenfall. I felt bad for him, bro. You know that's fucking such a shitty. Just running yeah, out there, the bro. Worst. That's so shitty. He was, he was just hyped up. He's like, right, let's get the intensity up, like, whatever. Because the Burt kid, I can't remember the kid kid's first name off the top of my head, but the Burt kid played a good game. He, they said he's a good run stopper. Like, he's a really good, like, in the But they were eating him in the passing game. Yeah, because it's like, you get put on in those zones with Travis Kelsey, and you're having to grub him off, and he's just finding the hole. See, Fred Warner can't do it all. Like, he literally can't do it all, because he yeah. played a phenomenal game just watching it. But there yeah. was a specific play on the second and 14, where they dropped five, and they had, were, like, basically five guys, and they just basically gave them the first down if they wanted to. They literally were like, hey, take it. Like, and that's what Patrick Mahomes did. There was not one deep ball after the second quarter that Patrick Mahomes threw. Not one ball, I think, over 10 yards. Well, here's one, one. one thing I've noticed about Patrick Mahomes is, and he's very Brady-esque about this, he always does what's given to him. Like, yeah, he never when you watch him, you see him scramble, and you think that Patrick Mahomes is like this aggressive player who's trying to get the big play. That's really not what he does at all. Like, if you give him seven yards, he's going to be like Brady. He's going to take his seven yards. And if he needs a big play, he can do that too. But, like, he really just yeah. get he takes whatever you give him, and, and which is really great about him. And I know Roma was saying too, like, 
He loves zone, which the 49ers are playing a lot of. And he, yep. picks, and that's, and he picks that shit out, bro. It's too fucking easy, bro. You have one of the best tight ends ever. And this is exactly – that's what I said. Travis Kelsey does not run routes, bro. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He does, and, they, and people have to know this, bro. There's no, he, unless it's the design, like, pick play or things like that, he's not running a fucking route. He's going into the zone because the zone – like, now in the NFL, because back in the day, they used to play man all the time. You're yeah. manning the fuck up, and that's where they get DBs getting in and out of the league, bro, or cornerbacks yeah. getting in and out of the league. That's why there was such a high turnover for that particular position because, like, dude, you can't cover. Like, we can't keep you on the team. But now it allows for less turnover because a lot of people aren't good at – not a lot of people. I think half of the quarterbacks in the NFL are good at playing against his own. The other half aren't. Like, because they have one guy on their team that's really good at man-to-man they can just, like, bomb it or, like, fucking let him work. Like a CD. I'm not yeah. saying that – Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that's not good at his own. But just – No, no, that. yeah. No, for sure. And, you know, it doesn't even make sense to play zone against – the um the Chiefs because who are who like who are you scared of? They they, they have no receivers. Bump those niggas. They had they led the league in drops all year. I'm getting in them niggas' faces and make them beat me. Like one thing I'm gonna do is I'm I'm staying on Travis. Yo, I'm gonna keep you out of the game, which they did a great job at in the first half, right? Yeah, uh, they kept him out of the game, but he he went crazy the second half. Uh, but I'm playing man to man. You gonna have to beat me. The only person I respect as a receiver for the um, Chiefs is Rasheed Rice. Everybody yeah, else, like move. you gotta beat me. MVS, uh, we know he can make big plays when it matters. Or uh, Nicole Hartman, like they've been in big games, so you know there's some level of respect. I'm not trying to like disrespect these players, but from a like a down to down basis, Rasheed Rice is the only person that I'm like, all right, I gotta account for you. Everybody else. Like, I'm bumping grind. Like, let's do this. Bro, dude, the thing is, is, like, I said this me, with me and my dad, when my dad and I were talking, I was like, there's two things on both sides of football with both quarterbacks. Brock Purdy was throwing at literally first-team cornerbacks every single play. I'm like, why are we throwing at first-team corners? Like, Brandon Ayuk, I'm going to be honest, Brandon Ayuk played a good game and didn't have the stats to show it. Because I was watching, like, the routes he was running. Granted, some of them are designed. He's just a really good route runner. Like, Tony Romo kept mentioning, he's the one of the best route runners in the NFL. That's yeah. why he's so damn good, not just because of his speed and his athleticism. This man brought Purdy because I think they put, uh, what's his name, their, their first team guy, one of their first team guys on uh, Debo, on the, like, when he got into the slot. Man, like, I think Snead or, no, Humphrey was on Debo and Snead was on Brandon Ayew. Yeah, and it's like... I'm going to be honest, bro. What about George Kittle? I know he went out in the game at some point for a little bit. Um, but, like, and then you still have you still have Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. What are we doing? Like, and, and if we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and what he did, it's like, bro, he wilts. I think I told my dad this. I said, I said, look, I have a lot of respect for both coaches on the – or both the offensive and defensive coordinator being in Kyle Shanahan, obviously head coach as well for the team. And the defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, obviously respect the black man for doing what he did out here at Carolina and then obviously being a phenomenal defensive coordinator this year. And he definitely needs to have a head coaching job in the next two years. Um, that being said, I said they got too scared of the moment. Steve Wilkes felt the moment more than anything because he got fucking scared because zone is a safe play. Zone is supposed to be safe. Like, they can't get bombs on you in zone, which is true. They don't get bombs on you in zone, bro. But who the fuck 
are, are they going to bomb to? If they get a bomb to Travis Kelsey, y'all should be ashamed. Like a bomb. Like a well, they, bomb. Had that, they had that one to, um, who was it, McCall Hartman? Yeah. Yeah, McCall and that, Hartman. that was, and that that was, was a beautiful ball, bro. That ball yeah, great crazy. ball. I mean, and that's a great ball. I don't expect to do that him to be open every single play. I take one. Whatever. Fuck it. Take it on the chin. No, no, yeah, for sure. For man sure. the fuck up. Man the fuck up, man. And literally just be like, all right, Pat, like we're gonna put Fred in the middle, he's gonna inspire your shit. And Fred can keep I mean, he can keep up. Like it's not it's not any there's no secret. And let the other guys and like oh sorry, Fred cover uh Travis out of the backfield, let Burt sit in the middle, and your defensive linemen are doing a fantastic job of keeping him in the pocket. So like where is he gonna go? I will I will say this about Steve and I will give him I feel like see I kind of interpret it a little bit different. I didn't feel like he got scared in the moment. I feel like he was trying everything in the book. Like he was like I feel like this nigga was like what can we throw at him? Like I've given him everything and especially on that um, last drive when Patrick was dealing, bro. He was I feel like he was just like I gotta try something else. I gotta give this nigga Mahomes yeah, they, looks they brought, that he ain't they seen brought, this game. And, they brought like a seven. They yeah. brought like a cover zero at one point, and it was so close. I mean, it was literally a millisecond from working, bro. Because yeah. he was sat, and he said, Boom. and he just got out. I said, "Fuck God, this motherfucker, bro." But let's talk about something even more important than who won the Super Bowl, the halftime show. Mike, I gotta let you start it off and let you know, like, figure out what you think. I ain't gonna lie, I've been listening to uh, You Don't Have to Call for like all You don't have to call. That shit goes too hard, bro. Oh, God, I'm gonna let you start off. All right, let me fucking go. Okay, so I foreshadowed this conversation at the beginning of the pod, if you remember. I was telling you, so Sterling was talking about he was hanging with black friends this weekend. Well, I watched the Super Bowl with some white friends, right? And it was very apparent to me that they were all white. Obviously, I got eyes, so I I knew they were white. But their whiteness stuck out as soon as the Super Bowl, as soon as the halftime show started, right? And... It was funny to me because at the end when they were done, I was like, man, that was awesome. They all thought it was awesome, but they were like, yeah, like it ended really good. I didn't know the first few songs. <laughs> and I was like, that's when I was like, all right, y'all need to all sit y'all ass down. This ain't for you guys. Because I knew all them songs. He started off with Caught Up, and that was like, and they didn't know Caught Up. I'm like, I'm so How do you not know this up. song? I'm like, bro, what is going on? No. I did the CDs back in the day, bro. Come on now. Like, damn. I want to take this time to give Usher his motherfucking flowers because he did exactly what I was hoping for him to do. And thank God, too. Thank God that the album wasn't a prerequisite of what was to come in the Super <laughs> Halftime Show because the album's trash. <laughs> That's just some booty leap, bro. We had one good song about the album. I can't remember the name but of it. Cold Blooded? Huh? Was it Cold Blooded with the Dream? I think I think it was, but he. I like, like cold blooded with the dream, but everything else was fucking garbage. You can keep that shit though. But but no no, let me not shout that away. I'm sorry, Usher, because this is your moment. This is your moment. I don't want to shit on you on your moment. No, the halftime show was fucking phenomenal, bro. And I don't know what you were doing before the show. Like if you were snoring lines of coke, or maybe you were mad, nervous, and doing hell of rehearsals. Because my man started the fucking show. Dripped in sweat and like, I mean, out of breath. I was like, bro, what the fuck, 
were you doing before this shit? Did you forget that you had a halftime show? Like, why were you so sweaty and tired nah. from the jump? But uh, no, nah, it was crazy, man. That like, I there was, there was so the choreography was awesome. Uh, you know, he did his absolute thing. Alicia Keys tried to screw it up for her with her fucked up voice and shit like that. I don't know, but she looked amazing. I was no, she looked. She looked amazing. Incredible. Swiss Beats. Incredible. I know he posted that Instagram saying, yeah, you know, this is straight. Like, when you really secure, you know, you love your woman, nigga, shut up, dumbass. This is what she be talking about, bro. Secure my You not know that Usher had it that. first? My boo, and he was holding on to it like she was still. Nah, nah, Swiss Beats. I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's a performance. I had to speak about this for a second. Like, bro, I was thinking, I'm like, bro, I wish I was him right now. I'm sitting here like, damn, get, let me get some hug. That I little red suit, bro, I like, she, she looks fire. Like, I, and like, look, I, I've been said this, I've been said this, bro. There's something about a black woman class, brother. Like, with this class, she didn't hit that note, which I was very just like, wow, okay. <laughs> she, did, uh, she didn't hit no type did. of note. <laughs> she missed, and granted, it might be the end of her days. She ain't got to make no more money because uh, New York, uh, the song with her and Jay-Z is still making millions. Um, yeah. But, dude, that, like, energy, when she came out, I was like, oh, my God. So I was like, I was like oh, God. Like, and then yeah. she said, oh. I was like, oh, <laughs> I said, all right, this is going to be a rough one. But I'm going to let you finish. I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, I, I was thinking the same thing, too. I mean, to be to be fair, I didn't really notice it in the moment as much until, like, I saw it on Twitter. Just because I was just in awe of the, the uh, performance in itself, right? Like, I, yeah. I thought it was great. She looked amazing. Uh, one thing about Alicia Keys, especially nowadays, too, she like, pulls off this very, like, natural look to that like it's very underappreciated um especially in today's generation when it comes to females like you ain't gotta do all that crazy shit like <laughs> she looked perfectly just, just take care of yourself she's been gifted though too she's uh, been yeah she's been gifted yeah 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 god, took his, god, took his, god had time that day he, yeah he, he, had, had, um, he had a little time that day um no yeah. other shit was going on but no, Usher did good, man. Uh, it was crazy. He brought out the skates like I wanted to. That was fire. The yeah performance was crazy. Um, I like the I like the um, I like his wardrobe. His wardrobe was really yes. cool. Very Michael S with the sparkles. He took his shirt off, bro. He took his shirt off, bro. And I said, I said to myself, I said, dang. Not and on and no weird shit, bro. I was like, this nigga is a god right now he is a god i'm like and i know i'm like if i'm watching this with my girl like if i had a girl and i'm watching this i'm feeling hella uncomfortable i'm like oh, no. <laughs> no. Hey, we, hey, we could we could just turn this off for like two seconds like just two quick seconds like <laughs> it's, it's crazy because like um he looks he looks exactly the same as always look like he has an age today like it's it's insane but um no i was Thoroughly impressed, thoroughly pleased. It's exactly what I wanted. I wanted everyone to walk away saying this was one of the best performances since Beyonce. And I saw that all over my timeline. People were saying that, that this was like one of the top-notch performances, which 
People were surprised though, but you, I mean, you know, we spoke on this pod. I was not surprised. This was my expectation. I thought anything lower than him knocking out of the park would have been a failure because he is one of them. When it comes to performers, he is one of the premier performers. And the last thing, and I'm going to let you go, Sterling, that this made me realize right here, because what Usher did from a, a choreographed standpoint, from uh, you know the way he moved, the way he kind of controlled the stage, the only thing I walked away with is, damn, Chris Brown would be the best halftime performance of all time. Because the, Chris Brown would have been that on motherfucking steroids when it comes to choreograph. Because you don't really have to, like, Usher wasn't really singing all that much. Like, his mic was turned down hella low. Nah, <laughs> that nigga was exhausted. Yeah. Exhausted. exhausted. It's, it's hard. It's hard, though. Like, you yeah. know that. It's hard. So, um, yeah. I thought it was a 10 yeah. out of 10 performance. It was great. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot, Chris Brown, we know how it goes. I mean, that would have been fired. I, have you seen that meme, by the way, of like Chris no. Brown dance like crap when, when you don't touch the controller on Crash Bandicoot? Oh, that makes like, sense, though. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I could, I could definitely picture that shit. Crash Bandicoot I, was I, fired back in the day, too, by the way. Yes. Uh, one of the best games of all time, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> I gotta say, right before the Super Bowl halftime show, I was on Instagram. And um, I'm like, damn, what the fuck is this halftime show? Because they went to like a commercial, and I was like, God, bro, like I don't even want to see a fucking commercial right now. And they were, I saw somebody like, if Usher do this shit, the, the, the <laughs> I don't even know what you call it. Like I don't even know what that move is called. And he did that. Sh- I said, damn, he's him. <laughs> he's him. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I know that there was obviously bets on like what was the first song to like. Oh, everybody lost that bet, bro. Nobody had oh, yeah. caught up. It is a good, it is a good song to start off, but you you would guess yeah because it's like yeah yeah. Well, like, I, I yeah, felt like, like you would end on yeah. I guess OMG. I thought it would have been OMG. Ooh, that's a good intro song too. But either way, I was like, I'm literally from the second he stepped down onto the stage, I was encaptured. Like I literally was like, I felt like I was at the show. Like I was so hyped, and for and it's funny enough because uh, my roommate was out of town. And his girlfriend had to actually pop in to grab some stuff. Like I guess after the halftime show, um, grab some stuff from his his room, and she was like, "Where was Justin Bieber?" And I'm like, "Nobody wanted to see that nigga, bro." I didn't <laughs> see Justin Bieber, um, and and I was like, "He's like, oh, like I like some something about Rihanna." I said, "Well, it's the best performance he had in a decade, basically," and. And she was like, what about Rihanna? I'm like, Rihanna was fucking trash. Yo, y'all women got to chill out. That shit was booty leap, bro. That was so... You're lying. You literally are lying to yourself when you said that was good. The only reason you say it was good is because she was a woman. And I'm going to be 100%... And because it's Rihanna. (laughs) And it's because Riri, yeah. And and no offense to Riri, that shit was garbage. You ain't never get another chance. And Um, she was pregnant. uh, So, like, I don't, like, hold it against her. But, like, if I'm calling a spade a spade, that shit was trash. She was trapped. So, and I'm looking at Usher's performance, obviously a huge turnaround from last year. And <clears throat> I was just super excited because, like I, like you, I'm vibing to every song. Like I said, I've been listening to uh, You Don't Have to Call. I'm telling you on repeat because that shit just, you don't have to call. It's okay, girl. I'm like, oh, dude, this is it's 2000s R&B. It is at its, it is perfection. At its finest. 
People are like, oh, you can't perform R&B. You can't do this on stage. Brother, he has... There's levels to this shit, bro. There's literally levels to it. And when he came out with the roller base, you were talking about like he, you, he's been doing the roller skating thing before. We talked about it on multiple occasions. Yeah. And I think and I think we even talked about when we figured out Usher was going to be the halftime show that you would like... I think you might have predicted that he was going to be the halftime show Yeah. for this year. And I'm like, dude, he did an amazing job. I was so excited to see Alicia Keys. Then he brought out Girl, or her, I'm sorry. And she did her, like, uh, like the guitar solo, which was sick as fuck, to be honest. Like, yeah. And I'm like, this is fire. Then I see fucking Lil John getting into it. They had, they, I guarantee you, bro, like, if you weren't at the Super Bowl, you could probably feel that. And it's like, for anybody that was rooting for the Chiefs and was hyped, they were probably still hyped from the halftime show into the night. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. Cause I would have been lit. Like I would have been lit if even if I even if the three nights. Oh, you wanted, wait. One more point on how I knew I was in a room of white people when when uh, so Lil John came out, Ludacris came out, right, and then Luda. everybody was like, "Is that CeeLo Green?" I was, I was like, "Yo, did y'all just call Jermaine Dupree CeeLo Green, like one of the greatest producers of our fucking lifetime?" CeeLo Green, bro, like, fuck out of here. And CeeLo Green would be lucky to be that slim. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the guest performances were perfect. Everything was perfect. He did a great job of transitioning. He made it sexy. He made it fun. He made it, like, he made it uh, interactive. It's like you're singing all the songs that people are supposed to know. <laughs> you know, supposed to know. Yeah. Um, he had to hit the radio bangers, like they said, like, oh, they like the towards the end, like, because uh, I feel like that's everybody that's, no offense, white folks or people that didn't know the songs, you're uncultured. Um, that being said, like, that's why a lot of people would say, oh, towards the end, it was great, but at the beginning, I was a little caught off, and like, then Alicia Keys came in, and it was like, okay, like, brother, Usher was a star of that show. Alicia Keys, I want to mention once again, you look absolutely fire, Swiss Beast. You are a lucky ass man, and you better hope Usher wasn't somehow in them cheeks while he was there. Because he <laughs> might have tried it. He definitely he he tried. poked her when he was holding her behind. I guarantee. Oh, oh yes. I guarantee. his body, he was thought he thought he was in the bedroom for real. Well, you, if you see Alicia Keys goes, she smiled, put her. Yeah, that's what she felt I said no. I said no. I said you lucky Swiss because I think I Alicia Keys look like a loyal ass woman. I respect her. But I look I'm caught up. Like just like he said, caught up, got a feeling she was caught up for a second. She and that's her like, first love, like Usher's first love. Yeah. yeah, that I mean, dude. How do you never how do you fight that? How do you fight like first love is Usher, bro? Like hell no, I'm all I'm all kinds of fucking heated right now. Like, hell yeah, no. I mean, you stay your ass right behind that piano. <laughs> Don't you respect, get up. Respect to uh, Alicia Keys for getting out there and trying to do what she normally does. Because normally she's amazing in terms of the singing standpoint. But, I mean, sometimes looks can go a lot further than you realize. Um, and that's yeah. probably why most people didn't realize until after the fact, like you were saying. But bring out Lil John, someone that literally made millions off of saying yeah his yeah. whole career um luda coming out with the afro which was fresh coming out that shit was fire i feel, i'm like i like dude this is i would go to a 30 minute concert to see that right there wouldn't even fucking blink wouldn't even think about it would not even think about it i'm like yeah like i traveled all the way to vegas to see this for 30 minutes 
Yep. I remember I'm feeling like that that that, co- that halftime show was short. Like I, I was so into it. Like, damn, it's over yeah. already. And yeah, that's what I was saying. And one thing, my uh, my brother, uh, shout out, shout out, Monty Bynum. Uh, one thing he was telling me too is that he kind of notices Apple Music, like they're kind of. Um, they're getting really good people up here in Jay Z, but the stage design is kind of lackluster compared to the Pepsi halftime show. Yep, it's stingy. That's what I, I I realized that too. Like I said, the performance itself was great. I wasn't captured, but it is stingy. Like I mean, they had Jack Carlo come out for like the halftime stuff, like preamble, like yeah, like the fucking. And I don't know if Apple was part of that stuff for like Detroit's thing too, but like. And I felt like, like personally. Apple Music being, you know, a trillion dollar fucking company would allocate a larger budget. And I was expecting Apple Music to have a grand scale like stage design, but they, mm-hmm. they really don't do that. But like, like I said, um, I feel like one of the primary reasons for it is it probably meant way more to Pepsi than it does Apple. Like this is just a fucking department. And it's a side hustle for them. Bro. Yeah, it's that's a, a side part, but they don't give a fuck about that. For Pepsi, like this is their moment in the year. They got to knock yeah. this out. And then to speak yeah. on Bieber not being there, like, well, one Usher asked him to, and he declined. He didn't. He wasn't up for it. But I mean, I also feel like Bieber's gonna get one of these his day. Like one day, Bieber's gonna yeah. have one of these. So he yeah. ain't trying to like give up his fucking baby performance to Usher. Yeah. Yeah, like he's going he's gonna to have his own performance. He ain't going out there with Usher. Like he gonna get his whole set one day, and I'll be I'll be looking forward to that one too. To be honest, I ain't tripping. Yeah, Justin Justin's a commercial guy, and to speak of commercials, were there any commercials that caught your eye? I'm gonna be off the top. I'm gonna be a hundred percent transparent. After Usher came on at the halftime show, I would literally mute the television and listen to Usher. I'm not even fucking capping. Uh, I'm literally going to sit here, no, no lie. I'm sitting here, I'm a little tipsy, and I'm like, okay, girl. <laughs> I did see the Uber Eats one, which is cool, like Jennifer Aniston and all those people. There was another one that was like an anti-cynicism, I think it was an anti-cynicism one, that they wanted that one to really stand out with the, like, the, the you know, fuck you Jews, and the girl was in the guy with the paint on the shoe and everything. I was like, Oh, that's kind, but I honestly don't give a fuck. Like, I'm over this shit. Um, that ain't no disrespect to Jews, though, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I just didn't give a fuck. And then it was like a Jesus commercial that caught me like hella off guard. It was like a us, you know, the you know, God, people, us, that, that whole thing. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck is this on TV right now? Like, I, I mean, God's great, God is good, but nigga, what? Like, this is the wrong place. You know what I mean? Degenerates? You're in Las Vegas. The fucking... It's literally land of sin. It's literally the city of sin, bro. It's and Vegas looked like it was probably so much fucking fun there, bro. Oh, yeah. Probably insane. But we, like, probably, we were asleep, honestly, dog. We, we probably should have been out there. <laughs> I know. If I would if I was feeling... And then UNC about to lose again. I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> but that being said, I, I I think there was one commercial. It's a Duncan commercial with fucking J Lo and uh, Jack Harlow, Ben Affleck, Jack, Ben Affleck. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the other uh, shorter guy looks like it was it was Matt Damon. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon, and he went in there. They were doing the fuck. That shit was funny. I ain't gonna lie. That was probably my favorite that I remember. 
um, personally. And then there was a spread, there was a starry commercial with Ice Spice. Ice Spice is just fucking loaded right now. That bitch, you could, she does whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, that starry commercial. One thing I kind of like, I feel like she low key can kind of act. She wasn't yeah, she like, did. that wasn't bad acting she was doing in that commercial. No. No, because she's done that the dunk. She got she got Duncan and she got Starry right now. She did the Duncan one before with uh, Ben Affleck. Because you know Ben Affleck is a Boston guy. You know all the Boston guys come together. And, I mean, not. personally, I thought the commercials were fucking trash. I mean, yeah, I just I like that's why I stopped paying attention to them too. I, I thought like, they were trash. I, I think like we've gotten into this. We it's pissing me off, man, because like we're losing create uh, creativity. Like, our, like, the whole today's society's idea of creativity is just grabbing a celebrity, a big-name celebrity. And that's, that's like, the whole premise of the creativity of the commercial is that, oh, you know, you see J-Lo, you see Matt Damon, you you know, you see Jack Harlow. Like, that's, that's what we, that's what we did. We spent all the money on that. It's like, dude, like, the best commercials that I ever, like, can think of from back in the day never had a celebrity in them. It was like the Doritos commercial, like the little kids smacking the fucking boyfriend that was coming through. That is the best commercial that has ever been made. I don't care what anyone ever So good. So good. If you think that's a bad commercial, if you don't think that's the greatest commercial of all time, I don't care. That's the best commercial of all time, bro. But one of the hardest flex was Kanye. He spent $7 million on a commercial. It only aired in select uh, locations. But it was literally just like, his face camera up and he was like, yo, it's, he was in the backseat of a car that was driving. He was just like, yo, look at Mad Scruffy. <laughs> it's Kanye. Uh, I got some new, like, clothes out on Yeezy.com. Like, go get that. And I'm like, dude, that's so hard. I don't understand why, like, if I was a big time up like Kanye, like, I'm dropping seven mil just gonna put some fucking commercial out during the Super Bowl. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'll say some stupid. I don't even have nothing to promote. Just be like, I will literally just hop up there and be like, I'm doing this because I got seven mil to blow. <laughs> yep. Facts. It's, it's a drop in the bucket. And that would be the commercial. Like, I'm only doing this. I would have this camera right here sitting in front of this wall. I'm doing this because I have seven million to blow. Ding. <laughs> and I guarantee you, hits are gonna go crazy. And I wanted to mention something because obviously when we spoke about commercials. Commercials are great, like, but most people don't watch commercials because we stream everything. Typically, with streaming, you can skip through, do all the other stuff. If you have ads on your streaming services, you typically aren't watching them. You're disconnecting, like, your phone. Like, I would go on my phone. I was listening to music. I was doing other stuff. Like, I was cooking during some of the commercials. Yeah, like, commercials phone was, break for sure. Yeah, like, that's what a commercial is to me. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, second half, I don't even fucking recall any commercials because I wasn't paying attention. Well, like I said, I mentioned the Uber Eats one. Obviously, you got you know you're putting these big name celebrities, like you said, just having that as the grab and what's going to get people in captured. Um, and I think that like I think I'm, the reason I remember the Ice Spice one so much is because that was like one of the first commercials on like yeah. that got aired. It yeah. was like, one of the first ones, which is actually hella smart because most people are paying attention at the beginning, and then it's like oh, um, they probably would pay some good. Starry had to pay some good bread for that. I never had a story. Have you had it? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's it's fire. Actually. What about that one um that one drink that's supposed to be like that kombucha, the healthy soda? Poppy? Yeah, have you had that? I remember that commercial. Oh, that shit. And every, all, all the girls were talking about like, oh, that's my, that new like healthy my soda. Ex, my ex and, and I used to drink that shit like bro. 
Brother, if you're fucking fat and overweight and don't know how to take care of yourself, stop fucking drinking soda. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as healthy soda. <laughs> like, what the fuck is your problem? And I'm not, and I'm not, this ain't no shade to my ex. Like, I ain't saying no, like, you know, trying to do none of that shit. But I was like, bro, if you want to lose weight, cut the soda. Period. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's not hard because I have a caffeine addiction. Like, I cannot go a day without some coffee or caffeine. I'd be, for there's just no alternative to it. Like, there's not like, yeah, a, like you can drink this soda and you and like you're gonna like and you're gonna get the result. This has actually. zero. This has zero sugar and zero. No, bro. It's got high. It's got corn fructose syrup, bro. That's what it's got. We every single soda known to man has fucking fructose syrup. That shit is so bad for you, brother. But it tastes so good. Like yeah. Yeah, Poppy, I've had Poppy, not worth it. I would never buy it. It's a Target thing, so of course the ladies know about it because they can't know about Target. Yeah. They they can't they can't go to Target without, you know, getting something they don't actually need. Shout out to the ladies that go to Target. I love Target. I only go there for two things. I go there for my uh my hygiene stuff and to see other women, just to be fair. I mean, that's just what it is. Spitting facts. It's out of the way for me, bro. I could go to Aldi. I could go to fucking Walmart. I could go to any other place aside from Target to get my shit. Um, don't need it. Um, yeah, man. It was definitely underwhelming in terms of the commercial side, but every, everywhere else in regards to Super Bowl was really good. Um, obviously, you know, we're, we're in an era now where, you know, TV isn't necessarily um, the number one thing we're watching. We're more attached to our phone. And granted, I didn't even watch it on obviously cable television. I streamed it on CBS. Like I wasn't like on cable television. Um, that being said, if my wife ever went out somehow, I'd been fucking pissed. Oh, um, did you um, did you hear the news about like the new sports uh, app where they're combining ESPN, TNT? Basically, all sports will be now in one central location on an app. Um, the March Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fucked. It's fucked. It's so fun. They're We're so fun. <laughs> We're so fun. Like it's like basketball, football, March Madness, any sport, NASCAR. They're literally putting them all. Like not that I watch NASCAR, but like I'm basically telling y'all that no matter what sport you watch, you're fucked. You're gonna have to spend whatever thirty dollars a month this is. But like my dad said, the only benefit that could come from that is the fact that like you know if if that's the case, you, in theory. You should be able to always watch whatever is just on. Yes. Right? Facts. Facts. So you don't have to be stuck nah, to. They like, have, nah. They're going to have like extra fucking. packages on that bitch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're, recreating, they're recreating cable television. My mom is one of the very few people I know to this day that still pays for cable, which is really convenient because, like, like I said, if your Wi Fi goes out or something, you can still watch like. I mean, we have YouTube TV, which is like it's like it's not cable, but it, it is the same. It's the closest exactly. thing you can get yeah. right now. But like, the thing is, YouTube TV is gonna be fucking extinct once that shit goes. Because I mean, it's just a fact. I mean, it's like you put every sport. I'm only watching streams, like streaming sports. I'm not stream. I mean, I stream like, oh, yeah. streams and stuff like that. I only watch it for sports. Like we, like we basically have it for sports. So yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's like Brody. They're gonna. Yes. Holy shit, they're gonna make so much money. Oh, it's gonna be disgusting. And there's gonna be people who like there's gonna be people who don't who can't watch sports anymore. Like some people are not gonna be able to afford that shit. Yeah, that's extra shit, bro. Like you gotta pay for Wi Fi, power, 
gas, all these other bills, rent, mortgage, etc. And then you got to pay, oh, I got to pay my 35 bucks a month for my sports app so my kids can watch sports, so we can all watch sports as a family, so I can have my friends over every once in a while. I'll tell you one thing. If I pay $35 a month, I'm watching all the NBA games. <laughs> it's not going to be just playoffs anymore. Like, I'm going to be watching. Torture. Yeah, I'm going to torture myself. Like, I'm going to really torture myself. Like, Oh. Staying up 10 30 to catch the fucking Warriors Suns game. Like, like your girl be like, hey, hon, come to bed. Like, no, I have to watch. I'm paying $35.99 for this bullshit. Like, it got me fucked up. Well, I mean, you just still, you still pay for it. It's just fine. No, motherfucker, you're not paying for it. I am. <laughs> I pay for it. Yeah. You want to watch your fucking gymnastics? Guess who's paying for it? Daddy. Daddy's paying for it. Like, uh, that's 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 insane, and I'm not looking forward. To, I mean, I am, and I'm not. But um, yeah, man, it's it's an interesting year, and obviously, it's just the beginning now. Like Super Bowl is like, I mean, the, it, this was this past Super Bowl was the most viewed Super Bowl of all time, uh, most yeah. viewed television television right. thing of all time. It's well, for the U.S. Million. For the U.S., yeah, hundred forty one million. Is like, I think like four billion, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, worldwide, man, World Cup was fire. I missed that. Can't wait for the next one. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to hit a World Cup game when it's, you know. Well, it's in the United States. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Coming year. Yeah. There's one in New York. There's one, one in, in uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta would be sick. New York would be sick, too. MetLife would be fire. But I thought some terrorist ass shit would happen up there low key. Yeah, um, <laughs> that seems like some pride. Terrorist shit. would be fucking busy as a bug. Like, bro, I, I mean, I feel like there would be deaths and people shooting and fucking. I mean, Atlanta might of, be, too. Atlanta might be on some fucking, you know, uh, A-Town <laughs> bullshit. Like, I, might have to pull up, I might have to pull up the Texas on no crazy shit because, like, yeah, they, got, they love guns down there, but, like, a lot of, lot of, lot of white folks, and a lot of, lot of like either crazy white folks or just normal white folk, and I would be hanging with them. Yeah, Texas but would like, be chill. New Jersey would be yeah. chill too. Yeah, New Jersey would be chill. Probably have to run into some mass or some, some, uh, some assholes up there, which would be normal. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you pull up to the Newark airport, you already met an asshole like within ten seconds while you're there. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I mean, look, man, I, I great start of the year, man. New album, Super Bowl was great. Fuck Patrick Mahomes. I hate that nigga. Um, J-Lo looked fire. I went to say Alicia Keys, you look fire. Usher, you did a fantastic job. Beyonce looked... That blonde fire. hair, bro. God damn, bro. Jay-Z, you lucky you got money, you ugly-ass nigga. He's like, so that monkey-looking-ass nigga. <laughs> like, and, 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 and it's sad to say, like, I see, like... Uh, Blue, like starting to look like Jay Z even more, and I'm like, oh, God, like, yeah, if I was his kids, and I like, I'm looking in the mirror, like, damn, I'm starting to look like this. <laughs> I got my mom over here looking like this, and I got this nigga's jeans. You so. want both of your kids to look like your fucking mother, man. You want both of your kids to look like your mom. That is where beauty comes from. If you're, unless your dad's a damn supermodel, which 99% of us aren't. You don't want to look like your fucking dad, period, brother. Unless yeah. you're and, and 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 like I heard something. I was watching this video. Like these people are doing like bullshit blind dates, and the girls like, oh, I like more feminine features, like a man, like physical, like less hair on the face, all that good stuff. And this kid literally looked like he was a handsome kid. He's like, I mean, the kid was probably like five five, bro. I ain't no cap, but like, uh, I mean, great smile, no facial hair. 
like 24 years old, I was like, yeah, damn, bro. I, I can't, I can't even, I can't even fathom, brother. You're like a child. You're like <laughs> 18. Um, so that being said, man, great, great start of the year. Um, we start a new job next week. So next, by this time next week, you will see me as a probably fucking tired as fuck, to be honest with you. Um, learning new material and whatnot, but we keep going, we keep treading. Uh, happy Valentine's Day for the people that are celebrating. This shit could be depressing as hell for me. Uh, <laughs> this could be depressing as hell. But honestly, man, uh, for the people out there, you know, if it's your mom, your sister, your your girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever, you know, show love to the women in your life tomorrow. Uh, you know, in whatever way, especially if they don't have that same that 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 love that they have, you know in their current lifestyle right now. Give them some chocolate, give them some flowers, send them something. I know I'm sending my mom some flowers and some uh, some chocolates and a little edible arrangement for my sister as well. So like, do something for your family, uh, for the women in your life, because they're going to really appreciate it, man. And women out there, for your mans, fuck, like, we don't, the fucking, having sex is normal, bro. Like, that's, that's not doing <laughs> shit anymore. Like, we need more. Like, buy us dinner. Like, damn. Like, it's been five years. Like, why am I buying dinner every single Valentine's Day? <laughs> that's, hey, that's a personal experience. <laughs> that was a very specific, it's been five years. Like, let's, let's, let's change it up. Y'all want to y'all show us, like, you want us to. Like, it shouldn't be us wanting you all the time. Because it's like, damn, like, we got to do all this little shit. Like, just stay loyal and, like, vibe with me. And let's, let's watch a movie. Let's not go spend $200 on a dinner and drinks. Like, let's vibe. No, I, I second that. I second that. So, you know, I, I feel like that's a great way to close this one out, people. This was episode 40. Big moves coming up. 40 episodes down. Well, you already know, man. So, for the fellas out there listening, listen, they only want a 1% nigga. So, quit your bitching and get your bread up. For the ladies out there listening, he don't want you, sweetie. But it's okay. Because you're still beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time. Except for the hose.